There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. Hi FM, this is Soul to Soul on Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. And what an amazing week it's been. Why amazing? Well, we've made it all the way to Arab Shamas in spite of all the challenges and all the difficulties and all the things that we thought weren't going to work out and all the things that were confronting us and all the issues that are going on in our lives and in our community and in the world. We're here. The Rabbani Shalom has given us the kayak, has given us the power, has given us the, the ability to survive to another Arab Shabbos. That makes it a fantastic, fantastic weekend. We have to appreciate all that we have. We have to appreciate all that Hashem has given us in allowing us to make it to another Arab Shabbos and get ready for another beautiful Shabbos Kodesh Pashas Lech in the year Tafshin Pei Aleph, the only such day that will ever exist in the history of, of mankind. And it's a day to rejoice. Hashem made today. For us to rejoice, for us to be happy with the fact that we are alive, that we're able to serve HaKadosh Baruch We get up this morning and, and we could daven, could daven shacharit and we could maybe we'll study a bit of Torah and, and go do our work and, and earn some money so we can pay for, for the things we need for, for, for Shabbat on whatever level, whatever level it might be. What a privilege. What a, what a schut. Let's talk a little bit about this week's parsha. Pasha says, we know that Abraham Avinu went to war in order to rescue Lot from, from, uh, uh Sodom. Sodom was, uh, the, the, the bastion of evil in, in the entire, in the entire world. And, uh, there was uh, a war going on between the four kings and the five kings. The four kings were the bullies led by Amrothel, Nimrod, one of the most evil people in the world. The word Nimrod, in fact, we know, means Yoda Espoira. He knew well about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but he intentionally rebelled against against him. That was the side of, the side of evil, the side of chaos, as they, as they call it, that was fighting. And Avram came in to rescue Lot. And the king of Sodom, when he comes back from the war, wants to reward him. And Avram says, Avram says to the king of Saddam, I lift up my hand to Moritz. I'm not gonna take one thread, I'm not gonna take one shoelace. I'm not going to take anything from you. Why? The least that you shouldn't say, you'll be able to go around and boast and say, you see Avram and all the wealth he has? Ah, it all comes from, from, from me. And that's the simple explanation that if I'm going to take anything from you, at the end of the day, you, king of Saddam, you're going to boast. And say that you made me wealthy. However, if the Malbim 
has a very, very, very unique pshat in, in this pasuk. He explains, no, no, that when Avram is saying, he says, Harimoisi yodi, I'm lifting up my hands. Sheloi taima, that you, that you should not say, Ani eshati Avram. Says the Malbin, who is the Shaloi Taimah talking about? He says, this hand, this hand, Asher Hayamaisi, this hand, which I picked up, which I used, and, and was Moiser Nefesh, myself, to go to war, in a crazy, hopeless war against unbelievable odds. And I was Moiser Nefesh to go out and save my nephew, that it shouldn't be thought that that is what made me wealthy. That's, that's some kind of reward, something I, I, I deserved, something I, I earned because of the effort, because of the mitzvahs I, I, uh, I, I, I did. So that somehow I was responsible. My efforts were responsible for my, for my wealth. An unbelievable shot. And, and really, it's very, very relevant to, to us that we also shouldn't say about our hands, our endeavors. Oh, I became wealthy because of my efforts, because of the effort and the investments that I'm putting into my uh, panasa, and, and that is what's bringing me results because it's not your own hands, it's not your pr- profession that bring a person income, that bring a person parnasa. It is HaKadosh Baruch Hu who sustains the entire world. Hashem sustains the entire world with His goodness. And not only that, that it's not my hands or my feet that bring me my, my parnasa. But as we know, whatever is fixed for a person to have as income, to have as assets... Every year is fixed on Rosh Hashanah and he is going to get it whether he likes it or not. In fact, uh, 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 it's, uh, it's brought down in, 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 in the, in, in, so on the Sefer and Sefer called Mivcha Peninim. It says, if a person would run away from his Parnassah as fast as he could, the Parnassah would run, would run, uh, after him. Faster than if he was running to it, because that is what one is destined to get. That is what one is going to, one is going to get. So therefore, a person should really say to himself, "What's the point? Why should I run after after you know making the maximum I can, I, I can, I can make and 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 sort of really push myself beyond what I need to?" That's Rubbish. That's a complete waste of time. It's, it's, it's wasting my strength to put too much endeavor into, into my work. At the end of the day, everything is fixed. Everything is so, is, is assigned, sealed, and delivered, and gonna be delivered at the right, at the right time. And all extra effort is not going to earn a person an extra cent. Right? More than whatever was fixed for him to earn that, that year. And if a person actually understands that, so then he will also understand that 
whatever efforts, whatever uh, sort of energy we have to put into into our our making a living, it's a mitzvah like any other mitzvah that we received from from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And and the the success, the parnasa we receive, is not dependent on that at all. Therefore, there's no reason, because of my need to make parnasa, that I should miss davening any tefillah with with a minion, or that I should miss any fixed time that I have set aside. For, for, for learning Torah, I should miss that because I have to go do something for my work? How can that be? If Panasa is really just a mitzvah, then we have a rule of a Isaac mitzvah, part of a mitzvah. If this is time for me to be, to be a, 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 a davening, right? And, and, and then certainly it, it wouldn't be the Ratzon of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that I should be involved in something else. I'm busy with the mitzvah now. It's time to daven. It's time to learn. And therefore, everything else has to get pushed aside in, in, in front of that. And and therefore, I'm, I'm exempt from, from at this time from being involved in any other endeavor of, of, of my of my Parnassah. One of the great uh, uh, Russian uh, uh, rabbis, uh, the Rebbe Machvanike came to Eretz Yisrael from from Russia on on Tubishvat in in the year Tavshin Chaf Dalit, nineteen sixty four, and he arrived with nothing, or at least nothing in in the physical realm. He didn't even know where he was going to stay, where he was going to live, certainly where he was going to. Uh, uh, make an income to keep body and soul, soul together. So at the beginning he stayed in, in, in a, in a kosher hotel in, in Tel Aviv, the, the Eichel hotel, but after about a week, he participated in a chasna, in a wedding of a relative of his, uh, who was the, uh, the son of the Rebbe, Rabbi Yochanan Parachman Skriftler, and when he was there, so one of the relatives, who wasn't a, a chassid, uh, began to, came over to him and began to complain and says, oh, what a shame that you came, uh, such a holy man like you, that you came to Jared's Israel. And the Parnassah here, the situation here is so, so difficult. You're not going to be able to find any, any Parnassah. It would have been so much better if you had gone to, to America. America, the land of, uh, of of plenty, there you would have been lacking nothing. You would have had ample panas. So the Rebbe looked at him very sternly and he answered him in, in, a, in a loud and strident voice. He says, Gashmius? Does a person take uh, Gashmius for, for himself? Gashmis, HaKadosh Baruch gives us, and not only gives us, he gives it to us, B'chvayi uh, Atzma, he himself gives it to us. In, 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 in matters of Ruchemius, that's where we have to really work hard and try to, try to acquire, to try to acquire Ruchemius. But Gashmis, everything's totally in Yedei Shemayim. And, you know, many, many, uh, that those words rang in their ears 
for many, many years, and whenever they were in a situation where they were where they were tested, they remembered the, the words of of, uh, of 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 the Rebbe. So therefore, the qu- obvious question is: Okay, so why do I have to make any effort at all? If it's all fixed and it's all going to come come from my let me sit at home, smoke my paparosa, and the money will come running down from come raining down from 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 heaven. So the two answers there. Number one is no. It's a mitzvah in the Torah like any other mitzvah that we have to make our established. Number two, the whole concept of making established, of going to work, of making the effort is a test for a person on how strong and how steadfast one's emunah is because there's Hashem. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu pours down to him his his uh, shefa bracha after you've made the effort. And now the test is, do you really believe that this outpouring of Hashem's goodness came straight from the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who supports everything in the world from the largest animals to teeny little uh, uh, lice, right, without any uh, merit to your ishtadlus at all? Or is one zamuna not that strong, and at least on some level, even a little bit, one begins to think that it's it's my efforts that brought about the the, the results. When when a person never chazil and he goes to the to the uh, to doctor to the the big the professor the expert, so again it's also an an esoyin. When a person is is uh, is bez Hashem healed, so was it the. Uh, that he, this uh, writer, this tremendous, tremendous uh, expert. So he, he had the right treatment and the right and the right medicines, and that's and that's how it got uh, better. Or no, <laughs> the, the the doctor doesn't do anything. It's not Kodesh Baruch who's uh, the the He's the ultimate doctor. He whatever he manipulates through the hands of the of this doctor that you got to, that you got to, that you got healed. When someone had tremendous, tremendous debts and then suddenly some business opportunity comes and, and uh, Rav he makes a, a small fortune is able to, to, to pay off all of his uh, creditors. So again, it's a, it's a test. Shemayim, he's being tested. Is he going to say that it's because my, you know, uh, uh, activities in this business deal that Rav Shem paid off and allow me to pay my debts or is it all from 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 HaKadosh Baruch and that's what Rav uh, Chetzka Levenstein says answers the question why in fact did Avon Avinu go down to Mitzrayim I mean really if one thinks about it if, if Avram was a, a steadfast in, in his in his uh, emuna, so what should successfully navigating that Nisayan have led him that it's you know, he should realize that uh, whether I'm going to have food or not has nothing to to do with me. It's all from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and he should have realized. Well, why should I go to to uh, to Mitzrayim? My Amuna and my talking Hakadosh Baruch Hu is so strong. I know that even there's a hunger in in the land, and uh, okay, fine, but that has nothing to do with with, with me. Because certainly, Hakadosh Baruch Hu will 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 uh, uh, bring my panasa 
as 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 he always has done, and all my all my needs will be taken care of, even at this time. So why, in fact, did he go to Mitzrayim? So Cheskel says because Avram thought to himself, if I if I stay here, so that's not going to be a test for me. Of course, Hakadosh Baruch Hu provides, but because I, I I've seen. My whole life, I've seen the, the, the reality of our Kaddish Baruch Hu, and I know our Kaddish Baruch Hu runs the world. And therefore, I'd rather go to Mitzrayim. And there, there's a lot of food, and, and, and there's a shefa of, of bracha. And there, I'll be able to work on myself and say, right, even in this land of, of, of plenty, I'm gonna realize that the, 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 the fact that I have food over there has nothing to do with the fact that I decided to go to, to Mitzrayim. It's not because of uh, of what I've done. It's even there. It's all because of what Hakadosh Baruch Hu has has done. Masfasemis says a similar uh, a similar idea. He says that uh, if we believe that it's just natural that water extinguishes a fire, it's not true. Why does it work? Because that's what Hakadosh Baruch Hu uh, 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 commands. It's not that it's something natural. Oh, that's why it works that, that, uh, that, uh, water extinguishes fire. No, that's not full emun. That's not emunish lema. You have to believe that every single time that, uh, 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 uh water touches fire, so to speak, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is reissuing a command that this water should extinguish this, this fire. And without that, the water would not extinguish the fire. Chaznish says a similar thing, that we somehow imagine that there's a difference between miracles and nature. Says Chaznish, no. Nature is as much the, the will of HaKadosh Baruch It's the constant will of, of HaKadosh Baruch That, and, and what's, what's a, a miracle? What, what, in what way is a miracle different than nature? Very simple. They're both completely, uh, uh, come from the command of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but the, the, uh, the, the nace is something that only happens intermittently when HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants it to, to happen, maybe one time in, in, in the history of the world, while, while uh, what we call Teva, what we call nature, is a constant command of of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu constantly wants to happen. And every moment, Hashem wills it into, into, uh, in, into being. The, uh, the following case once came in front of the, of, of, uh, Nisim Karelitz. There were six people who got into an elevator made for four. And the elevator started to go, and of course, couldn't bear the weight, and halfway down it, it up, it, it broke down, and it took quite an effort to get them all out, and afterwards it was quite a discussion. Who should have to pay? It was now a massive amount to repair the, the, the lift. Who's liable? So some argued, well, it's the last two people. When there were four people in the lift, those two shouldn't have gotten on, therefore they should be liable. Others said, no. They should all share the cost equally because when the four saw the other two coming on, they should have left and realized the lift couldn't, couldn't work. So they should all be high. So they went to Avnison Krells and Avnison's sack was that 
the person who's liable is the person who pressed the button that would send the lift on its way. And his argument was, well, when they were on the lift, nothing was going to go wrong. It's the person who, who pressed the lift and made it start moving. That's when things started, started to, 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 to happen. And that's what we have to do. We have to press the button. We have to get things started. It's an amazing thing. Uh, Hashem's guarantee to us is that I'm going to lift you on the wings of, of, of eagles, right? And Rashi says, because the eagle carries her children on her wings because she flies so high and, 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 uh, and, uh, no, no one else can get her. So they're protected. But how do they get onto her wings? The eagle can't put them there. They have to jump up. And that's the message. We have to take the first step. We have to do what we have to. Amen. HaKadosh Baruch is going to carry us and give us everything we need and take us to wherever we need, we need to go, provided we take that very, very first, that very, very first step. This is 101.9 Chai FM, soul to soul. We'll be back in a moment on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9, this is Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon. We're back on your radio with the second segment of our show. Thank you so much for joining us. It's such a pleasure to have you on, on board as you prepare for another beautiful Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas Lech Lecha, as we are prone to do at this time on the show. We usually inform you of the important and salient times and uh, information that you need for this this Shabbos. So this evening, the latest time for Hadlakas Neras is at six minutes past six. Six oh six is the latest time, but five o'clock already. You can light those candles, which maybe shortly after. But uh, which I always promote is a wonderful thing to do. Pretend it's winter. And in the dead of winter, we light candles at about five past five. So pretend that it's not actually summer, it's winter. You'll feel cooler uh, in the process. And uh, you'll be able to light your candles. Suddenly you'll find that everything gets done quicklier, if such a word exists. And uh, and you'll light candles early. That would be a great, be a great, great I- idea. So candle lighting 606, that means that Shkia is at 624. If you want to daven Mayav and not have to repeat the, the Kriya Shema, then you'll have to wait until 6.42 to daven, and then you won't have to repeat Kriya Shema again at, at night. Uh, tomorrow is, of course, Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas Lech Lecha, with the normal uh, Haftarah, four, four Pashas, four Pashas Lech Lecha. And Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 6.57, three minutes before Seven, seven o'clock, definitely. Shabbos getting long time to, time to have some time for yourself, especially since many people are eating their Shabbos Suda earlier than they would normally under, under the sort of normal circumstances of Shul and, and Kiddush and Shia. We only get home at 12.30 or, or whatever, or one o'clock. So many are taking advantage of the longer Shabbos day, and it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Time to have a bit of a walk, maybe and a little bit of a schluff, and, and a little bit of learning. It's time for everything, and really to kind of slow down and relax, and really uh, uh, 
appreciate Shabbos for what it's intended, intended to, to, to be. So we are still busy with the laws of, of Cholomayid. Uh, we're going, we're going through it. So this week, want to learn a little bit about, about doing business on, on Cholomayid, uh, on, on commerce, on buying and, and selling. So generally speaking, commerce is forbidden on, on Cholomayid. And obviously that would include any kind of buying and selling the wheeling, dealing type of thing to, to rent things or to, what do you say? To be the renter or the rentee, to rent things out or to rent things yourself. And of course, the reason is because Cholomayid was given to Klai Yisrael in order they should be able to stop a bit and eat nicely and, and drink nicely and, and learn, and learn Taira. And of course, when we get involved in, in, in business dealings, so that is very, very, very much uh, uh, preoccupies us and keeps us busy and it's phone calls back and forth and doing a deal here and doing a deal there. It's, it's, it stands very much in the antithesis of what Cholmoid is, is meant to be. It's quite frenetic and quite frantic. And that is exactly what Cholmoid is not meant to, to, uh, to be. And, uh, you know, it's also could sometimes cause a disappointment. You know, you're trying to get that big deal and it doesn't go. For whatever reason, the Rabbi Islam has decided you shouldn't have a successful venture, this, this, this Cholomoyed, and that of course creates depression and, uh, and, uh, and, and upsets, and of course, what's not allowed to feel. It's a, Cholomoyed is a time of the Samacht, of, of rejoicing, and therefore to put yourself in a situation where you could feel the opposite is, is not where you want to, not where you want to, uh, uh, be. Uh, now, you're going to argue, well, okay, I'll just do one small deal. One small deal is not really going to make such a difference. It doesn't preoccupy me so much. And even if it doesn't work out, big deal, it's water for ducks back. I'm not going to be that that uh, upset. But the reality is, since there's no kind of uh, a border on, on you know, once you start getting involved... It's difficult to say, right, I'm only going to get involved to this point and not more because something else comes up and another phone call and, and suddenly you're up to your head and shoulders in, in all kinds of different, in all kinds of different things. Once, once you start, even if you start with something very small and insignificant, uh, uh, a deal, then that could very easily evolve into something bigger and something more important and something much, much more sophisticated and, uh, and complicated and completely, completely dominate your, your, your Cholomite. Um, and therefore Chazal went so far really as to ban all kinds of trading and, and, and business dealings, uh, obviously, uh, except what we need for Yontif on, uh, on, uh, on, on Cholomite. However, obviously, for whatever, as I said, whatever, uh, you need for, for food, whatever you need for the needs of Cholomite, Itself, so obviously one is allowed to buy, and if you're in the business of selling food, then of course one is allowed to be open for business and sell on on Cholamoid, uh, uh also. And the truth is, yes, even if it would have really been possible to buy everything, all the ingredients that you could possibly want for the entire yantiv, uh before yantiv, you could have sort of sat down and made your menus for all the days of Yontif, and bought everything before, nevertheless, still you're allowed to buy 
fresh ingredients or even not fresh ingredients, but uh, bring into the house uh, different ingredients without without any restriction at all. You can you can uh, do your food shopping because again, Chazal did not want to to create a situation to create constraints that is going to anyway restrict a person's simcha on, on Yantif. And therefore, if you want some exotic ingredient to make some really, really amazing dessert for the last days, Vakasha. Go out and if you can find it, go and, uh, go and, 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 and buy it. And you don't have to therefore restrict yourself in any way in, in the purchase of, of, uh, of, uh, food, right? You can buy generously in such a way that it will be sufficient for all of the Yantif. And again, uh, in a situation where Yantif leads directly into Shabbos, let's say your last day of Yantif is Friday, and you're going straight into Shabbos, so you can do your purchases on Chalmayed to a sufficient extent that you'll have enough food for Shabbos, Shabbos also. And if it uh, happens to be that there's some left over for the days after Yantif, and you end up eating leftovers for two or three days, whatever it is, then you can enjoy the rest of it, the rest of it, rest of it also. But obviously, you cannot plan on Chalmai to do your big monthly shopping that's going to last you for the three weeks after, after Yantav also. That would certainly be forbidden because that is certainly preparing in a large way for after, after Yantav. But uh, we'll be back in a moment after a short break. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. This is, we'll be back on your radio in a moment. Don't run away. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul, we're back on your radio. Here, we mentioned just before the break that one mustn't sort of intentionally plan one's shopping trip for the whole month for, for Cholomoyed. However, if let's say one normally, let's say, goes to a wholesale shop and buys things in large packages uh, because obviously it works out cheaper, so then one would be allowed to buy these large quantities even on, on Cholomoyed because that is the way they are usually uh, uh, purchased. Similarly, if there is a serious sale going on on uh, on uh, on Chol, Cholamoyed, you know, or if you, you buy a large quantity and the price comes out uh, 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 cheaper, so then you would be allowed to add and buy extra things in order to, obviously you're not going to need them for Yontif, you'll need them for after Yontif, but if there's a significant saving of money involved, that is that is uh, allowed because that would fall into the category of Dovra Ovid. To not buy that way which would cause a loss of money and that, that one's not required to to uh, to do. But again, uh, like all other issues of Dovra Ovid or things where there's a possible loss, the the, 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 the allowance to, to do something like that is only for someone who didn't specifically plan to do this work on uh, on uh, on on Chalamboy. In other words, if you just plan to do your big uh, shop and, and 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 save your money, whatever, on on the Chalamboy, that that is 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 uh, would be wrong. If you you know, 
you know, because I have time, I'm not going to work. I can, I can take all the kids along. That would be, that would be Asan Chalmoid to buy more than what you need for, for Yontiv, for Yontiv it, it, uh, it itself. As a matter of sort of a, a principle, so those things which aren't necessarily food items, uh, let's say to go clothe shopping or, or, or shoe shopping or, or things you need for the uh, kitchen or even electronic devices or, or, or swarm or something like that. So again, if you actually need them for Yom Tov, you'll be allowed to go and buy them on Chalmai. Let's say, for example, uh, uh, a woman has a, a Yom Tov, uh, outfit and, uh, you know, and she wants to buy another outfit that would be even uh, 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 you know, more beautiful, so that that you can't do, because she already has. But let's say the uh, the yontif garment she had is no longer wearable; it got it got torn or it got dirty in such a way. So then it's something she needs for yontif. So then she'll have to go and buy a new a new yontif outfit, uh, a new yontif outfit for 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 her to be able to wear it for the rest of. Uh, of uh, of of Yomtiv. Practically speaking, this this uh, for various reasons, this allowance of uh, of of being able to go and and shop with things you need for Yomtiv really is not is not so practical at at all. First of all, because uh, when we talk about things that are not uh, food items, so. The allowance to go and 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 purchase them on Cholamoid is only on the condition that he didn't know before Yomtiv that he was going to need them on Yomtiv, right? So in other words, uh, uh, she had this outfit and it tore. Fine, then you can go and buy a new one. But if you knew before Yomtiv that you actually needed an additional pot or whatever it might be, and you were just sort of didn't get around to it, or you were too lazy and didn't go and buy it, then you would not be allowed to go on Chalmoid and, and, and buy it, because that's again, says Mr. Bro, you, you are, are specifically and intentionally leaving it over for Chalmoid, which is not, which is not allowed. In, in addition, so, um, if there is a shop that is open on Chalmoid, Without license to be open. You know, it's, you're only allowed to open a shop. We said business generally is, is also unless it's for things that are needed for, for Yomte. So someone who doesn't have a, 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 a correct halachic basis for being able to open a shop. So you're not allowed to shop there because by shopping there, you are aiding and abetting someone who's actually doing uh, 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 an Avera. And st- the reality is that, uh, certainly in, in, uh, in, in Eretz Israel, most of the shops that are open publicly and, and normally are, are, are really not licensed halachically to, to, to do so. And therefore really the, the, the allowance to go shopping on Cholomoyd is uh, only someone who opens his uh, his uh, shop 
like for a very limited time for those who need to to go and and uh, and and buy things you know someone who asks them or whatever it is then you'd be allowed to to open someone who needs a pot so you can, you can go to the pot store and get him to open but for someone who's doing business regularly in a normal fashion generally that is going to be forbidden on a and 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 to patronize such a business is is really uh, uh to help him to be doing a an, an avera or of course uh one could go and uh, and and do one's shopping in a shop belonging to a to a non-Jew, that of course wouldn't be a problem at all because a non-Jew obviously can open a shop without any any uh, uh, limitation. Another very important point is a uh, person has to know that uh, if you need to go buy uh, some clothing or some furniture in in a shop of of a of a non-Jew. So again, so it, uh, it has to be something that's not going to need expert. Let's say in, in the case of a, a garment uh, uh, tailoring. Or, or an, uh, uh, installation. But if it's something that's gonna need a professional tailoring or a professional, uh, installation, then you can't buy it anyway on a Chalmai because you can't, uh, uh, have, uh, uh, professional work done in that, in that, uh, in that situation. Um, there are times, again, in, under the guise of Dover but if there's something that really, really is, is, is available only now, and it's a double over situation. So there it might be possible that even after, uh, that even, that you'd be allowed to buy it, even for after Cholomite. Our time is, is over. And I want to wish you all a beautiful, amazing Shabbos. Thank you for joining us. And have a beautiful, beautiful, good Shabbos to each and every one of our listeners. Bye.